Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Go To There, 30 Rock Podcast, a weekly chronological journey through 30 Rock, looking at the jokes, the references, the highs, the lows, and all the blurks that come. It's one of the best shows of the 21st century. As always, I'm your host, Curtis Stone, and joining me is... David Amick. And welcome to episode 130, season 7, episode 5, entitled, There's No I in America. Originally airing October 31st, 2012. David, would please give us a quick summary slash synopsis of this episode. So continuing on from the events of the previous episode, it's down to crunch time for the 2012 election, and due to her northern Florida fan base, the entire election is coming down to who Jenna is going to endorse. In order to win her vote and save the country, Liz and Jack stage a debate to try to convince her why their candidate is the best pick. Meanwhile, Pete tries to recapture that 2008 hope and change feeling when he when he kissed a security guard named Maria, and it's all he can to try to recreate an election night party to bring back the magic. Finally, it's Kenneth's first opportunity to vote, but he can't decide whether to vote to take apart the clock tower in Stone Mountain or not. I, this episode, I feel like, I'm, I don't know how to describe it, I feel like I missed a part of this episode, because I feel like it feels really janky. Cause, and it shouldn't, because it's a direct continuation of last week's episode. And it's funny to me, like, the first half, like, the whole debate stuff. And then, I don't know, there's, like, a weird disconnect that happens where, I don't know, like, the whole, like, post-debate, there's a weird, like, it just comes about Liz and Jack again. And I feel like, I feel like there's, like, a, there's something missing that, I don't know, I just... By the end of the episode, I was kind of like, I just kept thinking, I'm missing something. I'm missing something. There's a plot point that I missed. Who's going to win the election? We never find out. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. There was just like a weird, I don't know how to describe it other than that. Um, But more importantly than anything else, Danny is in an episode of season seven for a scene. And then that's it. (laughs) We don't see him again uh, this episode. But I don't know, it was just like, it was funny, like, the debate stuff was really funny, especially, like, Jack's basically just not even saying, like, full sentences, he's literally just saying, like, buzzwords and talking points, but they're not really saying anything. He's appealing, exactly, he's appealing to her emotion. Yeah, um, but, I mean, the Pete stuff is kind of, I don't know, I don't, has there been one Pete story that we've liked, really, the entire run? Like, one or two, I think, but most of the time it's just kind of like... Yeah, Pete's there. He has a story. This kind of fits in that latter category. It's like, he's there. He has a story. Poor, pathetic Pete just wants to feel cool and or relevant in some capacity. Yeah. That's most Pete subplots over and the I, seasons. I guess that's also another thing. was like the reveal for the Maria character is dating someone who looks exactly like Pete but with hair. But no one makes notice of that. Like, he, Pete clearly notices it. Well, sure. But it's a, it's a what could have been. I guess, but like, wouldn't Maria say like, "Wow, you look just like my boyfriend"? I don't. I just it's no. Like, I think that would ruin the joke. I actually. guess. I, I mean, don't know. it then it felt like to me that's where I guess where maybe it started to feel like a dream, or it's just like, so wait, this is essentially alternative reality, Pete. I don't know. It was just it was kind of a little bit too weird for me that I was just like, I don't, I don't jive for this. I, I think like you're this. overthinking a little bit. Like that moment is just literally like, oh, here's what could have been because that's what he wanted, but he was so close to it at the same time. His alternate reality version, like, got there, but he didn't. I don't know. I would overthink it. Yeah. yeah. The Kenneth stuff's a lot of fun, though. Um, and it's one of those rare instances where Tracy's actually helpful for a lot of instances in this episode. Like, 
we rarely see that for his character so that's nice anyway what are your thoughts on the episode enjoyed it so i realized in this episode most most of what i remember in the storyline was like what happened in last week's episode um because like oh no overall i thought it was okay i like actually uh for like i i remembered in enjoying the storyline but it was like a lot of it was the parts around like the jenna fan base and the stuff that happened um in the last episode so i mean the debate was like was was silly and funny um other than that though like i don't know like it didn't for some reason like like at the end scene where not the end scene but like later where like jack like jenna has her phone out and jack's like telling her trying trying to get her to tweet out an endorsement for rami like like that scene was just kind of like just felt a little flat for me mm-hmm. especially with that little girl like i don't know it, it, it like that's the girl you don't want to be but we need her like it's just this weird like we need jenna Maroney. I don't know. There was a weird turn for character, I yeah. guess. Well, I mean, I, I get the funny thing is like, oh, she's this like perfect like Jack type, uh, you know, entrepreneur, young business mind. But then when she finds out that Jenna is the most important person that day, it's like, wait a second. If I'd be like, so I mean, from like the writing perspective, like I, I get it and I get like what would make that funny. It just for some reason in the actual like it playing out, like I was just like, I don't know. It, it, it seemed too hurried. I think maybe like, too hurried to turn for the yeah. plot. Anyways, what about Pete and oh, Kenneth? Well. <laughs> uh, the I mean the the the, the Kenneth storyline is is cute, and we have the like the random cameos from the people on either mm-hmm. side of the tear down the clock tower uh, endorsement or anti endorsement, I guess. Mayor but, Debbie and yeah, uh, Mayor Debbie who has a Confederate flag in her office in the background. She's a meth, she's a meth head. Yeah. Well, it's Stone Mountain, Georgia, which I mean is uh yeah. that had that well i mean we talked about it before has the famous monument or whatever you call it yeah so but i like i like her drive isn't uh to fix it up like it literally is to break it down and she doesn't want to even do it to like refurbish it or, or fix it or anything she literally just wants to know how it works like that's her whole ideal is i just want to tear it apart so i'm seeing how it works like typical meth head behavior it's just like Something's, something's got to be causing this to work. What is it? Let me figure it out. I'm going to open it up and determine well, what it is. That's it. Also, maybe to engineer behavior. Like, <laughs> no. Yeah. And then whereas the hermit is more just like, no, this is where I live and do my snipering. It's like, oh, okay. Neither one. I guess Mayo Debbie's a little bit better comparatively because she's not snipering people. But who knows after she figures out the clock, how it works, what she moves on to. Oh, dear. Yeah. Anyway. But I think I think this might be the weakest episode this season. Yeah, I, personally. I think so. Yeah. Which it's still like it's it's a pretty pretty strong season so far, so it's kinda got a lot to live up to, but I, don't know, I just kinda walked away from this one thinking, eh, that's alright. Anyway. Any other thoughts on there's no I in America or me in America? <laughs> there's both. Uh, before we hop in and can't go to the polls. Let's Pokemon go to the polls. Fucking regret every second of it. Our cold open is going to be a brief recap from last week's episode, as well as building up Jenna, Jack, and Liz's storylines. Do you know what this means? No, I need a previously on. Previously on 30 Rock. It all comes down to Florida. And they will do whatever I say. Jenna and her two million Twitter followers might decide the election. And if we figure this out, that means Jack figured it out ten minutes ago. Go! Now! Before I lose interest! 
somewhere in London? Nothing. Damn it! Liz, there you are. I need you to marry me so I don't get sent back to Canada. Really? Now you have a thing? I don't know why I'm so worried about bringing my Marvel collection to work. I'm your best friend, and this is very important. You know what? Talk to Lemon. I'll find someone else for my thing you're not right for. What thing? I was born for it. Am I not blonde enough? Because I'll put my head in a microwave. Jenna, stop. It's a trick. He just needs you because you're going to decide the presidential election. It's all about Northern Florida, and they love you down there. Tell me about it. Jacksonville's naming their new airport size strip club after me. No bottoms. Just one tweet from you to your fans, and Romney wins. It'll be historic. The first really, really rich president. No, don't listen to him. What America needs is four more years of the stuff Obama's been doing. Like, um, uh, the one with the guy. It was at night, and I feel like he was standing next to a fence. This country needs Mitt Romney. Like it needs a hole in the head. A head has five holes, and they are all needed. Okay, you two can talk about America all you want, but I'm not going to listen, because there's no I or me in America. There's both. I mean, if I'm going to get political, it's going to be to build a better country for Jenna Maroney. Jenna, this is a really big deal. I agree. It's an opportunity to finally put a pro-Jenna president in the White House. Someone who respects the human fetus and recognizes its value as a hair volumizer. You have 24 hours, then we'll all meet back here and you present your cases. Maybe I'll ask questions. Maybe you two can take turns arguing. Like debate? Like DeBarge. I love DeBarge. No, Jenna, I said... I love DeBarge too, Jenna. Point Jack. Looks like you have some work to do, Liz. That DeBarge debate joke is... That's a stretch. Like, they yeah. don't even sound... It is, but it's so silly that yeah. I actually kind of don't like it. But, well, a lot of that open was visual where mm -hmm. basically as soon as Liz determined she needs to get to Jenna first, she has to avoid obstacles including uh, jumping over the marble collection that spills over the place, running into Danny. Although actually that's that might be my funny show of the episode where we haven't seen him in, in God knows how long. And, and she's like, I need you to marry me. And she's like, now you have a thing? Now we, you have, yeah. we, we haven't like seen or heard of you. And, yeah. It's ages. fun calling attention to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like so she ducks under a, a a glass pane that just happens to be moving through the studio. Very, like they're all very cartoony Looney Tunes style of uh, obstacles, and then even it. I mean, it just hits it on the head at the end when she sees like a something like a road or Wiley e. Coyote would paint on a, a a boulder to trick the Roadrunner, and then she runs in through like where she thinks is like the set. And it's a also it's just like it's 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 all well, very cartoony. It is a set, but it's uh, yeah, <laughs> it's still through a yeah, um, a, a, a what do you call it like a fabric screen. Yeah, so it's a really funny visual joke. Yeah, that's uh, fun. Good times. Good times. Yeah, Danny's back, and he made it into the cold open. And, and that's, that's it. it. <laughs> oh, uh, meanwhile. Uh, after the opening, we have Kenneth super excited because it's his first time to vote, and, he, and he's and he's ready to prepare his absentee ballot for Stone Mountain. 
Mr. Jordan, it's here. It's finally here. What is? My absentee ballot from Stone Mountain. Until this year, I wasn't allowed to vote because Reverend Gary said choosing is a sin. But then Reverend Todd said Reverend Gary is dead. Long live Reverend Todd. So here we are. Good for you, K-Rock. Voting is a great American tradition like laziness or, uh, uh. I'm so excited! I mean, the Parcells have been in this country since we went berserk and murdered everybody at Roanoke, but I never felt like a true American until today. Like how you must have felt four years ago when you finally got to vote for a president who looks like you. Black Shrek ran for president? No, sir. Obama. I forgot about that half nerd. Probably because I get all my news from social media. And I've been banned from all social media. You have? Why? Someone has to be the first person to make a joke after a celebrity dies. I guess I was a little too soon with Andy Griffith. What did you say? I can't unhear it. I can't unhear it! Happy Election Eve! Obama 2012! The first African-American president ever to be up for re-election. Historical. Dude, that's not happening this year. No one's that excited. Then get excited. Remember how fun it was in 2008? Come on, we'll have a party, watch the returns, maybe invite the security guards. Oh my God. Is this about Maria? Barack Obama is to be the next president of the United States of America. America! That whole night was a one-time thing, Pete. No one's gonna get that psyched the second time. Why not? It's like when you do karaoke and everyone's like, that was a really good American pie, Pete. You knew all the words. And then you put it on again and everyone leaves because no one can top it. That's what this is gonna be like. Four more years. Four more years. That's the spirit. Four more years. Poor Pete, not strong in the self-awareness department. And it's so weird to see him excited for something. Cause, I mean, I guess it's That's nice. True. It's a nice change for the character because he is usually pretty cynical and downbeat. But also, like, considering this is a direct continuation of last week's episode, nothing carried over from his time with the Crabheads. Like, oh, right. that was like a big yeah. turning point for his character. And it's like gone. Like, it's not even anything, no remnants of it at all. Um, yeah. I mean, his thirst for the security guard is just like. No, I don't want to say creepy. It's just sad. It's just like yeah. really kind of sad. It's not out of character, but it's like yeah. I don't know. I mean, it, it obviously like this. The problems were mostly in the first season that we talked about a lot more back then. But in, in a way, it's like almost like in some a lot of ways they never had they never knew what to do with that character mm-hmm. outside of like the pathetic, like trying to be cool or recapture something or yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. That, he peaked very early, and even the name of yeah. Maintain that or get back to it. Yeah. I mean, really, this is, I mean, yeah, another variation on that. Um, I mean, I don't know. Do they, is there really any sort of twist on it that makes it, like, different? I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, I mean, the only time he's really gotten close to that was when he was helping Kenneth get his um, Olympic uh, application up. Oh, right. And he sort of, you know, he shot uh, Homeboy in the the butt with an arrow but even then like he had to go then to, to therapy and probably set him back more years i don't know like uh, but i do like that tracy's like basically accepted that he's just basically banned off social media and his reasoning is because i'm the one that makes all the jokes about the dead celebrities as soon as they die i would love and i forgot andy griffith was dead i'm not surprised because i mean he was older yeah. but i forgot he had died and it's been this long i guess since he's passed away 
But I'd love to hear what that joke was. <laughs> Speaking of Andy Griffith, this is random, but for some reason, the first thing I ever think of when I hear that name is back, I don't know, when I was a kid at some point, like, he used to, he did, like, an infomercial for, like, some, I can't remember what it was, but I always remember it was post-Matlock, because he, <laughs> in, in the endorsement of the product, like, he's, he, he says something like, Something he was singing, like he says, and I used to sing on that lawyer show Matlock, and like I always thought, like saying that lawyer show Matlock, which is like I feel like a very famous like show, like was just a very strange way to call it, and it just like stuck itself in my little kid's head, I guess, because like literally now every time I hear the name Andy Griffith, I hear in my head that lawyer show Matlock, as like as opposed to like the the other the Matlock that's not about lawyers, like it's just, right. it's just strange. I don't know, it's so stupid. Like it's I, I mean, it's, it's not even that interesting. It's just like why this has been stuck in my brain. Like, Do you know when Matlock aired? Like from, from early nineties, late eighties, or something like that? Maybe it started in the late. It started mid eighties and ran to the mid nineties. Okay. It ran for nine seasons. But honestly, I thought. Because I do remember being in syndication as a kid. I thought it was, like, new at that time. Oh. So, like, I don't know, just so, like, the idea of, like, Matlock running essentially since I was born to the mid-90s is, like, <sighs> ignorance on my part, but it's also, like, I was never the demographic for that kind of show. So my ignorance was sort of justified, I guess. But I heard it was one of those, like, diagnosis, murder, murder, she wrote, of type shows that my parents watched. Yeah. And st- st- well, so what if they were on, but still do in the form of today's procedurals? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess it was a, an '80s procedural, similar to like Murder mm-hmm. She Wrote and stuff like that. Just, <sighs> I mean, I don't think it's a bad show. I've never seen it, but it seems like it has its reputation for a reason. So yeah, I was saying that those shows were about like, well, like a lawyer who also like has solved murders and a writer who also has solved murders mm-hmm. and a doctor who also ends up solving murders where now it's more like wait was and, that diagnosis murder yeah dick van dyke played a doctor well, no, i know, I, I know oh, okay but he was solving murders he wasn't like a i think so just a surgeon or anything i mean it's been a really long time since i've seen it but i mean i'm pretty sure that that's weird that but now it's like the procedures are like specifically like you know ncis or law and mm-hmm. order so it's not like i don't know it's not like people who also solve crimes now it's like all about like Military or military adjacent okay. or police, police lawyer. Strictly people adjacent. in those yeah. jobs that would you would that make more sense. They're solving murders as opposed to a writer. Yeah, solving. But it also makes me think we're due then for if not a murder she wrote reboot then like a well wait a second wasn't Octavia Spencer attached to something about reboot anyway just some type of show that's like a throwback to the lower key well not that murder is low key but yeah. for murder she wrote still feels like almost like a a cozy mystery type show just because mm-hmm. it's like in Maine and it's a writer a nice friendly oh, yeah. writer solving anyway but I think we would definitely do that type of show yeah again, but I, I think like. they'll probably make it too edgy yeah and it might because I feel like I feel like Murder She Wrote has a reputation that like it's still evergreen like you can yeah. kind of still go back to it and like it's corny it's you know 80s corny and you can always know that the guest star is the one that probably did it because they're only going to be there one episode and anyway but yeah I feel like if they do reboot it Inevitably, when they reboot it, like Hawaii Five O and MacGyver and stuff like that, they'll it'll either be a CBS procedural, or it'll be like a Netflix Hulu thing, and it'll be like edgy to make it more appealing, I guess, to a new generation. So the Disney Plus reboot of Murder <laughs> will be the nice, gentle, the nice, gentle version, the nice, gentle murder show. Uh, meanwhile, in Jack's office, we learned that there's already what is, what is that called? A smear campaign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A smear campaign about Liz regarding uh, 
her relationship with Jenna and can she be trusted? Okay, Jack, I was hoping that we could get through this campaign without going negative. I agree. You're the one using negative words like without and negative. Uh-huh. So what was that attack ad that I saw on the TGS feed? Liz Lemon says she's Jenna Maroney's friend, but let's look at the facts. In 2011, Liz said, I hope Adele's voice recovers from her polyps. The same polyps Jenna had prayed for. And what does Liz say when she's behind closed doors? Oh, is that your nephew? He is the cutest thing in the world, in the world, in the world. Really, Liz? Cuter than Jenna? Liz Lemon. Wrong on cuteness. Wrong on other bitches. Wrong for Jenna. Paid for by Jenna Maroney's new best friend. Research indicates that that ad is polling quite well with both manic and depressive Jenna. You know Jenna's a liberal, Jack. She's a slut monster and one of gay America's top hags. But this is what you do. You trick people into voting against their own interests and then you sell them out at the drop of a hat. First of all, I have never dropped a hat in my life. And don't be so sure about Jenna's politics. She's aging, mean, and rich. That sounds Republican to me. Jenna is overly sensitive, prone to hysteria, and having been shot and left for dead in three different deserts, pro-gun control. She is one of us. Unbelievable. Seven years I've been mentoring you, and I haven't been able to move you an inch. Good God, Lemon. Enough with the histrionics. Histrionics. Since you've known me, I've been right about no less than everything, always, yet you persist in this impotent emotional Weltenschauung. And it's not just politics. For instance, I bet you bought those hideous shoes for some emotional reason. Every pair you buy, they give a pair to a child that was forced to work in the factory that makes these shoes. It's not great. But you know what? I'm the one who's in a stable relationship, Jack. I like my job, and I am one punch away from getting a free deviled egg at that cool new deviled egg place. So maybe you should let me rub off on you. You wish, you pervert. Let me leave you with this, Jack. You may have your dirty tricks, but don't ever underestimate me when it comes to... It's my gynecologist. Doctor, thank you for calling me back. Did anyone leave a bag of Burger King in your office? Um... So actually, I think that scene keyed in to my overall thoughts in the sense before we get to that, when Liz Talk calls Jenna one of gay America's top hags, like it just made me think of a reality show called like America's Next Top Gay Hag or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Jenna Maroney could be the host of that. Someone probably pitched that at some point in time. Yikes. Um, but anyway, so speaking to the the uh, political smear ad at the start of the scene, like to me it's like, actually, even though it's one of I think it's one of the best parts of the episode. It is a good encapsulation of like what fell short about this episode overall for me because I think I associate Tina Fey maybe because of her Sarah Palin stuff with SNL and like sharp political comedy and like that smear ad is an example of Thirty Rock like being like silly and spoofing campaign ads in a way that like there's overall like it just seems to me like there's not a lot of sharp political satire. I guess like. It's not that clever. Like, that scene is clever, but it's, like, overall as an episode, like, it's missing a lot of that same cleverness, and I think that is a good explanation, like, a good reason why, like, it, it just, for some reason, didn't, you know, yeah. feel like it did great. I feel like the me. first third of this episode has some fun to it, and then after the first commercial break, there's, like, a weird... That's that, that's that, I can't describe it, but that's the feeling that I get from it. it. Just, like, it never seems to reach that same level, and it's a shame, because the smear campaign's a lot of fun, debate's a lot of fun... But everything after that, it's just kind of, yeah. All right, I guess this happened. I just that smear campaign is a lot of fun. Like it's just, it's so absurd. Like 
I hope Adele gets over her polyps, the same polyps that Jenna asked or like Jenna prayed for. And like all of all of the pictures of, of Liz are like unflattering or she has cake on her teeth. Like it is a good smear campaign, but it also feels like a child did it. Exactly. That was what appealed to Jenna, which is why it's so funny. Yeah. So, your cousin, your, what was it? Your cousin or whatever, your niece or nephew, whatever. Yeah, so so cuter than Jenna. Cuter in the cutest in the world? More cuter than Jenna? Like, yeah. But, I mean, but Jack knows how to make a yep. campaign ad, so. Yeah. But there's also a fun, like, visual in that scene where when each of them are, like, basically running down the, like, when Jack's running down Liz and vice versa, they're, like, switching places. I guess it's, like, a power move. Mm-hmm. Where I guess, like, if Jack's back to the door, Liz is on top, and then when Jack switches back, Liz is on the bottom kind of thing. But, I mean, she does She does sort of end that scene on a high note of, like, hey, I'm, I'm the one that has it, that I'm in a relationship, I've got a, I like the job that I'm in, and things like that, whereas, like, obviously we've seen Jack struggling yeah. in this season of, he doesn't really have a purpose yet, so, um, but, anyway. So, back from the, com- the first commercial break, first act break, uh, we come back to 30 Rock and Kenneth is torn over who he should be voting for in his absentee ballot. The mayor or the hermit in the clock tower. Local ballot initiatives. Proposition 1 empowers the mayor of Stone Mountain to perform necessary repairs on the town's historic clock tower. Oh, that old clock tower. Nobody knows what it's counting down to. Well, I want to vote yes, but how do I know that's the right thing to do? What do the pro-con statements say? Okay. Writing in favor is Mayor Debbie herself. Hey, I'm going to take the clock apart myself and put it back together. I want to see how it works. My friend Jojo did it with a toaster, and it's still good. Let me do it! She makes some good points. But the con is written by the hermit what lives in the clock tower. Ain't nobody took my clock. It's my wife, and this is where I do my sniper. Now I don't know what to think. Voting is a big responsibility. To this day, I have to live with the fact that I cast the deciding vote that made white the newest flavor of Mountain Dew. But I guess that's just life in a democracy. Did he say democracy or democracy? Because I know that their joke voting was called the democracy, oh. and I can't quite tell if he's also making that joke. Because the captions do say democracy, but it sounds like he says democracy, which would fit that joke. They're close enough that whatever you prefer to hear I guess so. is the right answer. Yeah. Although, I can't quite tell. Is he happy because he cast the deciding vote or sad because he regrets the vote? Cause it like, sounds like regret. Yeah, because the... I couldn't tell because my first thought was regret. I was like, well, maybe he's like happy crying that like he cast the deciding vote and that's democracy, but he still doesn't seem happy about it. So I was well, figuring out how was, to read that. He was happy when he first voted, but he saw how white Mountain Dews let him down. White Mountain Dew is disgusting. I guess I don't know. I don't know anything about Mountain is it Dew. Fla- I don't. I don't know any of the flavored Mountain Dew tastes. I don't think I've ever tried them. I mean, it's already a gnarly, n- giant neon green glowing drink that no one I well this think. is white but yeah I know there's white I think there was red at one time yeah. I think blue and I think there might be a purple I don't just there's it's a funky looking drink to begin with so adding colors or taking away colors I'm not, I'm not sure if they're flavored or not um, sounds terrible but yeah I, I think it's regret I think it's he was happy to vote for it at the time 
And now he has to live with his decision. Yeah, White hasn't lived up to the promises that uh, they campaigned upon. Mountain Dew is not great again. That's why we got Mellow Yellow coming in to pick up the slack. But one thing I want to talk about at the top of that scene that is funny is um, when Kenneth reads about and she's like, it, it, it sort of pokes fun at like a lot of times when you read like a balance if it sounds like perfectly readable like oh give the mayor the ability to you know repair the clock tower take it apart so you can repair the clock tower where in the actuality she just wants to take it apart yeah. because she's just like manic or whatever yeah so she's just a meth head and wants to know how it works yeah. kind of thing yeah because even though ballot initiatives are often ordered to be reasonable sometimes you have to do more research to find out what they're really uh, going to do if enacted yeah and i think that's kind of the problem with a lot of people especially in like local elections is they might reference you know ballot initiative 19 and if you don't know what that is you don't know if you should be for or against and it's like they don't exactly give you the links to that research so you then have to do more research onto it and i think a lot of people are just like lazy that they don't they don't want to do that research um into what people are actually going to be supporting or supportive of yeah i mean i think it basically goes if it sounds like it's good for the community votes yes if it means we have to spend more money to raise taxes vote no because in the last election we had a um we had an initiative that was broken into two questions which was basically um i can't gosh i can't remember what it was funding but basically it was like do you approve this fund to support these projects yes or no and then a separate was a sales tax raise basically that was intended to fund that mm-hmm. but obviously they didn't make enough of a clear link in the oh, marketing gosh. because the fund because it sounded like good improvements oh that's great so that passed overwhelmingly and of course the tax increase didn't pass because most people are just going to say whoa I don't want to pay yeah. more taxes so now they have to now it was passed so it has to be funded but now they have to fund it from other, uh, other sources yeah. so oh. that's also part of it is like you have to do a good job of promoting mm-hmm. uh I guess promoting your boundaries, but if like if one is de- if one is funding is supposed to be dependent on a second one, especially when that's tax yeah. increase, you have to do a a better job clearly than they did of uh, spelling that. it out, really. Yeah. Or that classic double speak of like, don't you not want this? It's like, well, I do want children to have better education and better school supplies, but like, it's just. It's just it's awful. Yeah, I think that's what it was. I think it was an increased school funding bill mm-hmm. and like modernized facilities and stuff. But, but you have to pay a little bit extra in yeah, your state was, or city taxes to do it. Yeah, I'm happy doing that if it means better supplies, but obviously the majority did not well, think that way. Improving our schools sounds good when you just see it, but yeah. Like, but yeah. No, I don't want to pay I don't want to pay a quarter percent more sales tax. That's too much, man. What is it? 6.75 in North Carolina? Uh, I can't. I think that's what it is. I don't really know. We get enough receipts, we should I'll say, I don't really look at receipts below the the total line, or below the subtotal, I guess, pre-tax line. I think it's 6.75. Last time I checked, that's what it sounds like. All right, so so Pete is still uh, thirsting after Maria, the security guard. Uh, Meanwhile, we get to, I guess, like the big show of this episode in that uh, in the debate and Liz is sweating bullets by the end of it welcome to the first and only debate of the general election <laughs> insincere 
Today, we choose the future for a nation and for a woman People Magazine once called an unnamed friend of the deceased. Today, finally, it is truly all about me. Liz, we'll start with your opening statement. When your time is up, you will hear this sound. Oh, say can you see I'm the home of the brave. Jenna, this election is about emotion. It's about which candidate cares the most about the issues that truly matter to Jenna Maroney. For example, your reproductive rights. Do you want a bunch of old men behind closed doors deciding what you can and cannot do with your body? Ooh, and how do they tell me their decisions? Do I get shocked whenever I do the wrong thing? What? No, Jenna, not that. God. Earlier today, I met a family, the Alfords, from La Cassidy, Florida. Sorry, Lake City. The Alfords are huge Jenna Maroney fans because Jenna Maroney is so, so talented. Please hold your applause until the end. But under Mitt Romney, the arts program at Tracy Lord's Middle School, where little Shauna is a seventh grader, would be gutted. Without music appreciation class, how would Shauna know how much she appreciates you? A world without arts programs sounds terrible. Uh, where would young blonde girls like Shauna learn to act and sing? Why, if arts funding was cut, within a short time, our schools would be producing no new actresses. And Jenna Maroney would get every part. That's my America. That's Mitt Romney's America. My next question refers to an issue that I know deeply affects the vast majority of Jenna Maroney. Which political party is cooler? It's no contest, Jenna. The president listens to hip-hop rappings. We have the coolest celebrities. Scarlett Johansson, Blake Lively, Jessica Biel. Wow, those are all very beautiful women. Do you really want to be photographed next to them? Let me tell you who we have. Craig T. Nelson, Chuck Norris, and Charlton Heston's skull. You'd be the only cool Republican. Jenna, you need to trust me here. Have I ever steered you wrong? I stopped you when you wanted to join that White Tiger magic show. I stopped you when you tried to drive us into Lake Michigan because Scottie Pippen got married. Listen to me, Jenna, and listen to your heart. Miss Lemon, I know Scottie Pippen. I own a Fuddruckers with Scottie Pippen. And you, sir, look like Scottie Pippen. Mr. Donaghy, your closing statements? When our founding fathers first set out, time and time again, our nation horizon, prosperity, dreams, freedom. But the spirit, journey, destiny. Mitt Romney values, Jenna values. I've met people for this generation and generations to come. Thank you, America. Good God, those are load-bearing balloons! Everyone run for your lives! Oh, brother. That balloon joke is silly. Uh, also, the the quote-unquote buzzer sound that if someone's running out of time is Jenna singing America the Beautiful. Which is not normally a five-minute song, is it? Is it like, uh, uh, is it the national anthem? Yes, is it was that, the star there that she was singing. What's America the Beautiful? Is it not the oh, same beautiful, song? Oh, beautiful, four spacious guys. Uh, Whatever. There's like four of them. They're all they're all saying the same thing. There's well, stars. One is the national there, anthem. National anthem. America the beautiful, and a third or fourth one that I can't think of right now. Anyway, God save the queen. That's Canada. Yes. 
that's not American. No. Not, you know. Um, but I feel like Liz should have known better to go in the way that she went in. Like, Jack went in knowing exactly how to play Jenna, whereas Liz... Like see, she she it's like she should know how to play to Jenna after their however many two decades of friendship. Like she's appealing to them on a broad level, and she should have been doing what Jack was doing, appealing on a very superficial level. Seems kind of like weird, but I think that's yeah. the comedy part, I guess, of it. And maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm overthinking, but also maybe it's kind of a critique of sort of general messaging from the parties where Democrats like talk about things like reproductive rights and this and this and that whereas like the Republican messaging can be more like not necessarily quote unquote like logical but did, or, was, appeal to emotion basically right. you know like at the end Jack's saying a bunch of nonsense words but he's like it sounds vaguely patriotic and he's doing like a rah rah America tone so you know what I mean like yeah. that sort of just general tone appeals to people whereas well, I mean, Liz should definitely know better that saying a bunch of men in a room making decisions about her body yeah. would appeal to Jenna. She should definitely know better about that. But in general, like, it was the sort of just, like, broad messaging that, like, I mean, is maybe even good policy, but does it necessarily, like, directly appeal to people? Yeah. I feel like she should have caught herself halfway through that question and been like, nope, nope, not gonna, because, like, she knew Jenna, she would know Jenna's into that kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, the, the Jack grandstanding or whatever you want to call it at the end there of just saying freedom america destiny just i know right i know people i've met i've met people like no that okay it's empty just hollow words but okay also i I love the uh thought of jenna playing literally every part like so it's just every movie is just gonna be she's gonna be her she's gonna be casting all the roles she'll be playing all the roles on uh she's the mother she's everybody Every movie is Jenna's Nor- Norbit or Norbert or whatever it's called. Norbit. Isn't that yeah. the one where Eddie Murphy played like every single role? Played the majority of the characters. Yeah. Yeah, he did that in Nutty Professor. Oh, that's true. I mean, it wasn't off character for him to do that. So now every movie will be like that just with Jenna Maroney. Doesn't that sound appealing? So Jenna Maroney, it does. Oh, yeah, her. She loved it. She loved the idea. But yeah, also the spin of... You know, if you get rid of, I mean, it was sim- tied into that whole setup is that of Jack's speech of yes. I mean, a lot of Democrats appeal to keeping schools funded and keeping art classes, music classes, but obviously a Republican would spin it as like, well, we do take those away. It also takes away jobs from other people that, you know, it's just it was just it's just an absurd idea uh, and the horrible way to spin a good idea and a good message into something selfish. But it's not off brand, so I shouldn't be surprised. Lecassidy. <laughs> I was is that a reference to like I feel like that's a reference to something to like a a debate where they mis- just someone mispronounced the the name of a city. So I feel like it's a weird joke that it seems like it's rooted in some sort of reality. Yeah. I guess it could be. I didn't I guess it could be a direct reference that I'm not familiar with, but I just took it as like the sort of thing where it's like you know, she's saying, "Oh, she met the." You know, it, it, the it's the cliche for a posh politician to be like, "I met these people here," yeah. and, they, and it, so it's like it's it's it kind of like made fun of the impersonality. It's like she doesn't she doesn't even know how to pronounce the city right. where they live, so obviously yeah. she doesn't really know or care about them. She's just yeah. trying to when make a point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but also like it's a joke. Like the school the girl goes to is called Tracy Lords Middle School, which is just like 
Okay. Porn star Florida. Got, porn star got named uh, after middle or middle school got named after porn star. That's cool. That's progressive, I think. It's a little bit progressive. You go, Tracy Lords. So Tracy tries to help Kenneth, who's still struggling with his absentee ballot, uh, and Liz uh, confronts Jack over what she considers a dis- disrespectful debate. How do you sleep at night, Jack? I don't. I take thousands of micro naps during the day. Well, you know what? A no lemon what? I'm glad you never succeeded in turning me into you. Because I would rather lose with my head held high, partly because when I have it down, it looks like this, than win the wrong way. Lemon, I don't enjoy manipulating Jenna for my own ends. To be perfectly honest, I don't like Mitt Romney. The man doesn't drink. How does he let a moment land? (laughs) But I'm not going to allow those feelings get in the way of doing what is right. Think of the children, Jack. What if Jenna had picked the president when you were a little boy? Where would that kid be today? Maybe we should ask him. Boston, 1968. Later, Ma. I'm going down the park to play ball. I sure love America almost as much as I love chowder. I'm sorry. Are you trying to make one of your emotional appeals to me? Oh, my God. It's future me. Lemon, this kind of sentimental nonsense didn't work with Jenna. It certainly won't work with the man who didn't cry at Field of Dreams, not even when the bank failed to recoup its investment in the farm. Fine. Enjoy your president. I'm moving to France. Except you can't get a decent iced tea there. Forget it. So quick to give up on her morals. Well, I mean, they don't have iced tea. What are you going to do? Yeah. But she did say iced tea. It's the same as sweet tea, right? Because I know in the South, sweet tea is a much bigger uh, thing, right? Yeah, no, I think she means literally like just iced tea. Because I don't, I mean, do they, well, I mean, I guess sweet tea has probably become a place like New York. There's probably places you can get it, but I don't, I assume yeah. she's just referring to it on unsweet tea. Yeah. But the difference is sweet tea already has sweetener in it or sugar or is iced tea you add it yourself right mm-hmm. yeah. well or just drink it i guess straight yeah. plain whatever but did yeah. i ever tell you about the time no I, that just reminded me but go ahead oh. I'll, I'll say mine after i say did i i can't remember if i ever told you about the time when i worked in mcdonald's in high school so obviously like they we served mm-hmm. sweet tea there and um they always like when I was working like they told they wanted me to make it because they were like whatever you do it's really good so the, it turns out the reason why that was it was because you were supposed so you had a big vat of mm-hmm. uns, basically unsweet brewed iced tea or brewed whatever and <laughs> you were supposed to put in two large cups worth of sugar but I guess I don't know I didn't know that anyway I put in like three large cups worth of sugar so the reason why it was so good was because it was really really, really sweet. sweet and God knows how much oh. sugar was in there I mean like a ton like obviously a shit ton and it like and I didn't realize because I didn't really drink it a lot so I would right. I, I remember always people said oh it's always so good when you make it and it's like how did did they know I was using more sugar how did they not make the connection because like obviously it was like sweeter and I can't remember how I figured your it out. Sugar supplies much faster but now. Who so knows how many people I inadvertently helped along in their diabetes journey oh. by putting in way too much sugar in the. Well, uh, the last thing they should be worried about going to McDonald's about health wise is the sweet tea. But but I mean, well, true. But at the same time, like, imagine how many like calories in the sweet tea by all that extra sugar on top mm. of whatever burger or sandwich or whatever like i oh my god that's I can't, horrible like I, I have no idea i mean sugar 
I mean, I don't know. I mean, it was literally like, I mean, the the large cup size is however many ounces. So, I mean, it was three of those big ones in there anyway. Did they sell 64 ounces? No, those are mostly like rest stops, right? I feel like 32 yeah, I don't think is the most the rest It was probably that. I know 64 is, I think. Yeah, I feel like that's a rest stop. So, Liz is ready to give up on America and 2012 election. And Pete is just desperate to get that kiss from Maria. Meanwhile, Jack... Uh, Meets with Jenna just before 4.30 to decide the, the next president-elect. Uh, Jenna, it's 4.30 in Florida. Your fans should be waking up on a beach or getting fired from their telemarketing jobs right about now. Send the tweet. One sec. I got caught up in this Twitter war with this stupid spam bot. Screw you, Donna 1D Esteluge. I don't need Viagra. You need Viagra. Sorry. Now who am I telling these turds to vote for? Mike Romney? MIT. It stands for Motorized Intelligent Technodrome Terminate. Uh, it's a human's name. Oh. Excuse me. Does Miss Maroney have a minute just to sign some autographs? Look, you don't really want Jenna's autograph. She's not a great role model. Where is the flash on this thing? I want to send Esther Luz your picture, but it's too dark inside my pants. No, my role model is Sarah Blakely, the billionaire founder of Spanx. She's a genius. It's just kids' bike shorts for fatties. I'm going to sell these on eBay. Well, it's always nice to meet a young entrepreneur. You know, when I was a boy, I used to go to Fenway and sell my urine uh, for fans to throw at Mickey Mantle. You'll be happy to know that things are looking up for capitalists like us. Between you and me, Mitt Romney's going to win. But people haven't voted yet. (laughs) Shauna, this will be a good lesson for you voters don't really pick the president that's up to important people like corporations and celebrities this year jenna maroney's picking the president she is today jenna is the most important person in america wow maybe she should be my role model what no 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 i'm just saying if i stopped saving for business school and started saving for implants i could be just like her thanks sir Okay, Jack. Now, what should I tweet about Ron Me? Wait, he's not Asian, is he? You go, little capitalist, future capitalist. Well, not anymore. Well, that's she's, she's the future. Gonna... Now she's the future, going to have the every role in every... Yeah, future gossip girl. Or... Yeah. Did they reboot that? Yeah, it's coming to HBO Max uh, this month, I think. Good for them, I guess. I, I don't guess. know. Uh, did you see that article circulating the last couple of days? I think it was a Wall Street Journal article. Uh, there was a kid uh, in the last couple of months. He had been buying excess like video game consoles and trading card games, and then um, reselling them on like eBay at you know hiked up prices. And they were praising him for this because it's a future, like literally because he's a future capitalist. And it's just like it was just one of those things where if you're in those industries. No one's going to be reading that and thinking, yeah, this kid's doing great. They're going to be pissed at him because there's already a shortage of all of these things. And it's uh, the ideas of scalpers and people who who go out and buy excess to then resell it just to make a profit is like not exactly praised or or welcomed in those communities. Um, So he's kind of getting run down for those uh, actions. But it also is because... He's from a wealthy family, and that's the reason he could afford to do it. But not because you know he earned the money 
working at a job, he just his parents gave him like a half a one and a half million dollars to do all of that. So it's just like, oh, okay, small so, one and a half million dollar loan. To, yeah, you know, so, just a paltry amount, nothing crazy. So it's buy. So sorry. So it's buying systems that are not easily available in public and then selling. Yeah, because I mean, there's largely marketplace. Yeah, like it. the PS5 launched at the end of um, last year, and because obviously there's a pandemic going on. They can't produce as many as they want, so they're very scarce um, productions and just not that many out. But yeah, like it, they're just super hard. And then there are just a lot of people that'll, you know, because they're like four or five hundred dollar consoles. Then people turn like buy them by six at a time when they're already hard to get because you usually have to get into a queue to get into them. And it's a lot of bots and stuff just uh, yeah. helping buy these things, and then they sell them for five. So four, four to five hundred dollars more because they're rare and people will still pay it, which that's you shouldn't you shouldn't give into that. But you really want the next thing, I get it. But um, yeah, it's just it's really frowned upon, and he shouldn't be in an article written about him. I well, think that praises that. I mean, it's the Wall Street Journal, so no, it, it sounds just, very unbranded for them. No, it does, but it still is just like I don't know who's gonna want to read that in those industries and in those communities and be like oh yeah this kid's doing great work like but obviously the people at the wall street journal saying, do, do you know the audience of the wall street journal no, it is, they're not they're not it's, it's not people who are going to be outraged on twitter about right it. yeah anyway. for the large part yeah with her, her story but, about uh you know yeah selling autographs online which that's it's not comparable to consoles or short or anything that like rarities but um just the idea of like a future young capitalist or a young future capitalist doing some like a side hustle yeah uh, well there's a difference between i mean sounds like if you're selling autographs that's between like literally scalping i mean you know what i mean you, you i mean like a lemonade stand is a young capitalist but you're not like scalping yeah there's, no, there's definitely a difference no between. yeah there's there's a, a, a vast difference but it's still that's what it reminded me of is the fact that gotcha. he was praising her for capitalist ideals um but yeah i don't think what she's doing is anywhere close to scalping or anything but um just like a, a young a side a, a young person having a side hustle like that is yeah is is uh yeah but it's funny because it this scene turns the episode on his head against Jack a little bit because like up to this point it's like oh Jack just gets Jack gets people and he knows how to but in in this case he's uh, by trying to I mean he has the the kind of person in front of him he you know is most enthusiastic about like someone who wants to make money and Mm -hmm. blah 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 and it's like just by saying this person who's definitely against that idea is not a good role model for that but she's still the quote unquote the most important like he you know he still made like he doesn't have it all figured out like even though sometimes he can say the right thing like sometimes he cannot so he's like he says too much and overshares and defeats his uh, his own argument immediately yeah yeah, and I think that's the turn that like it just comes too soon to me, or just I don't know. There's something about that turn, like he's like, "Oh no, she's gonna pick the next president," and then she's like, "She is," and then he explains why, and then suddenly her turn is just like, "Oh, well, I'll just be like her." It's like really, I don't know. I mean, she's ten, so I mean, she's it's okay for get a kid to change their mind that quick, but it just seemed like I don't know, such a quick turn for the character and for the story that I was just like, okay, that's too much, too fast. Well, I hope the video game console scalpers are saving their money for implants so they can also be the most influential person in America one day and pick the president. Yeah, I hope so, but I don't think they will. We'll have to see. Yay, future capitalists! So Liz has a plan to stop Jenna and gets him back on and gets Tracy back on Twitter under her username. Uh, meanwhile, Pete has his revelation about Maria, the security guard. 
You're not really leaving, are you? I know it's the second time, but it's our last shot at feeling this. I mean, what? Someday maybe we elect a wheelchair guy? Okay, great, but not fun. Look, Pete, this isn't 2008. I don't know, maybe if more stuff really had changed. Hey, Sugar Lips, let's make it like a black magazine and jet. What's up, guy? Thanks for keeping my lady warm while I turn on my hot tub with my phone. Come on, baby. My 2012 Corvette's parked outside. Because I always find a parking spot. You're him. That's right, Pops. I'm Peter Horn. All day and all night. Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe the writers have caught on and are just like, let's just fuck on Pete all the time. Because, I mean... I, I do feel bad for him because it's just like he just wanted something so simple and he can't even get that that it's just like I can't recreate the magic of the past I mean but this he didn't need to rub it in his face like this that like this is alternative feet and his life is great he's got a great head of hair and he can turn on his hot tub at the press of an app which that's a little forward uh, technologically forward in 2012 um, I don't know how much electronics had really advanced that much at this time, but anyway, um, yeah, poor Pete. He just wants a kiss. Like it's not even he wants to run the world or the company. He literally just wants a kiss, and he can't even get that. Well, he wants he wants the feeling of hope that the future might be better. But nope, sorry, Pete, you're mm-hmm. stuck with your family. Uh, the five kids. Four or five kids? Got too many kids. Too many. Five too many, one might say. Uh, But we're coming up on the finale of the episode. Uh, Liz is smug. uh, That smugness is going to come right back into her face. Well, 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 well. Nope, it's too many wells. I'm going to re-enter. Just spit it out, Lemon. I stole a page from your playbook, Jack. I used Tracy. I committed cybercrime. I got Jenna kicked off Twitter before she could endorse Romney. Deviousness, I guess two can play at that game. Just like most games. And now you're smiling because you're going to try to tell me that this was your plan all along. Oh, I turned you into me, Lemon. It was my plan all along. No, I'm smiling because I ended up telling Jenna not to do anything at all. I didn't want her choosing our president. No one should grow up in Jenna Maroney's America. Because of the children? Did my one-woman show actually change your mind? Should I workshop it at the Fringe Festival? Sure. Typical Donaghy. You sentimental, self-righteous, badger-faced shrew. Typical Lemon. You cynical, manipulative, cold-blooded Adonis. So maybe we rubbed off on each other after all. Mm, mm. Oh, yours dripped on me and now I'm drunk. Good lord in heaven. Who's going to win? We didn't get a decided answer. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because, like, in the background, there's election night coverage going, and um, so they're showing, like, who won what state. But you, you can tell, like, they, they played it safe because all the states that they showed going one or the other were, like, either very safe blue or very safe red states just to make sure there were no, I guess, uh, accidental missed calls or something. Who's going to watch 30 Rock and think they're going to actually predict the president? Well, no, of course not. But nobody. it's always interesting watching when shows you election coverage because sometimes, like, 
they will have like like I remember when Veep did it. Well, Veep always also famously like never really said what political party I think anyone was, even though like Selena Meyer was supposed was really supposed to be a Democrat, but right. they never said oh, it. Really? So they like never explicitly said. Oh yeah. So, so like so like there's one season finale. It's like the big presidential election night coverage and it's like but so they have like states going summer blue and summer red but the, you know so, but it doesn't like it's weird states going to different things that would never actually happen in like the current era so but it's i guess because like it's it's they don't say political parties like really it works like they use the colors but it just you know what i mean but it's like it's basically like saying oh it's basically marking states that wouldn't actually go in a real life thing so it's always a shame because cause sometimes or actually, a lot of times I feel like they do it like that. Like they'll do random things that wouldn't actually happen mm. in real life when, when it's you know yeah. fictional election coverage. But anyway, agreed. No, that's cool. I guess it's also like unless you, I, I guess like it's a, it's a nice attention to detail because you could probably do something where Florida is always blue or something like that, and no one, depending on your audience, probably wouldn't even notice that and think that that's like wrong or impossible um but it, it i guess it is a nice uh addition where the the writers or whoever is looking at it saying like no we should we should make it a little bit more reality or, or real sort of like yeah florida would probably always go red kind of thing or, well not necessarily not always but i mean know, in oh wait in 12 it, it yeah didn't but like they weren't clear cut right so i mean yeah. um, but it would be like having i don't know like Oklahoma is always a red state, right? Almost always. Like oh, always. Seeing them a blue state would be like, huh. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's... Uh, there's no I in America. Although both of those words, I and me, are both in the word America. Um, well, before we yeah, yeah, yeah. wrap up, I do have to say it, it is um, pretty clever for Liz to come to get Jenna kicked off of Twitter before she can endorse anyone. And that is a very uh, 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 Jack Donaghy-esque plan. Mm -hmm. So they really are rubbing off on each other. Kind of timely in that 2012 Twitter era of like, yeah, just get someone banned off Twitter and their their voice diminishes. Now it's, you have, well, you had a lot of social media options then too, but um, now it's like, well, I'll just go to Instagram. I'll go to Snapchat. I feel like I don't hear anyone talk about snapchat it's anymore i don't know i think tiktok has yeah tiktok i feel like it's definitely overtaken it but yeah. snapchat is definitely yeah. still around um but yeah like now there's multiple avenues for them to get their voice out and get their messages heard um getter yeah. that's the new trump twitter no or something. Not. it's called getter or getter or something i can't remember like, it's not important like, but getter, it, i just like I, th- I think so. clinton like what? Like, like I don't like locker up. Is no, it, what's, like G I T T E R. I think it's G E T. Yeah, G E T T R. Getter. What does the G mean? I don't know what it means. I don't know what any of it means. Oh my god! I don't like any it's of that. It's called Getter. Like Getter dude. Well, I guess I, I hate that. I don't. Know. I don't like any of that. I don't know. We don't need to spend much time talking about. I'm glad that's in your service. cookies now. Ah, I'm gonna start getting served. You're gonna get Getter targeted ads. Your spam now. Join Getter. I, that's that's too close to Gutter. That's too close to Gutter. It's so easy to make that joke that that seems like bad branding. But anywho, we definitely do not need to spend any more time on that. So, um, final thoughts. Pivoting back to Thirty Rock. Oh, also in the last scene, I like how they sort of 
play into the will they won't they even though we know they never will how there's that moment where they say i guess we both are blocking each other where it's like in some some shows you could do that as like a moment to like have them like kiss or something yeah, but yeah. yeah we know that's never gonna happen in this show so they they do a quick subvert where, where they where they have their respective drinks instead and yeah. jack drips his bourbon on liz uh, and now she's drunk now she's drunk just like that. See, i didn't take it as a will they won't they i took it no. as like them just uh finally seeing a, like you know seeing the others from their shoes kind of what's that yeah. what's that metaphor like empathy empathy and you know walk a mile in your shoes kind of that's that's how i took it i didn't take it as a will they won't they thing um, well, that's an interesting read of that scene. But yeah, I like the fact well because they almost like start to lean in. So that's why. But I, I, I can't. Um, but I mean, you, you can definitely read it the way you took it too. Well, I think the way I read it is right. So well, good for you. Yep. Congratulations. I'm the best. Anyway, uh, as always, thank you for joining us on Go to There. You don't have any final thoughts of the episode? I feel like we kind of said all we need to say. Do you have final thoughts? Uh. No, nothing that much. I, so, well, I don't because because you asked for that, and then we pivoted back to last scene. Anyway, no, I mean, I I mean, I'm pretty much the same as what I said at the beginning. Yeah. Um, you know, not so a little bit of a letdown from the previous episode, mm-hmm. and I, I kind of for for a political satire episode, I kind of expect a little bit more from Thirty Rock, and there were some good notes like the campaign ad, um, and in like the the debate. But overall, just it didn't quite live up to the previous one for me. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I think everything surrounding it, like Pete and the Kent storyline, were like ho hum, not strong enough to really support the rest of the story, which shines in like the first half of this episode, and then everything else is just kind of like eh. And yeah, last week's episode was 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 much better. I agree. Um, but as always, if you like what we're doing, rating and reviewing all that fun stuff, it's going to be the best way to help us out. Otherwise, we will see you in next week's episode, episode 131, season 7, episode 6, entitled Aunt Fatso versus Jack Donaghy, uh, wherein Tracy's new uh, movie production uh, is causing a little bit of trouble for Jack. It takes out. See you next time. The Georgia polls close in two minutes. Hornberg, I just voted. Doesn't it just fill you with hope like anything can happen? All day, all night, baby. Well, 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 well. Nope, it's too many wells. I'm going to re-enter.